Hello, everyone. Welcome to Superfan. I'm Lisa Gottman. And I'm Jackie Monahan. We're really excited to have you here today. Jackie, having a good week? Having a good week? How's everything? I'm good today. I ran eight miles. First time running eight. Oh, my God. That's a sentence you'll literally never hear me say. Yeah. Literally never. Like, I can just I can just promise you, you can make like a million dollar bet. I'm never going to say that sentence. Really good job, though. Good job. Never know. I never thought I would either. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you never know. Oh, the day we ran the mile in school, I was I was like, oh, so it's weird how I have a horrible headache today. I don't think I can participate. Like that was literally <laughs> my least favorite day. Well, the day we ran the mile. Did you guys do that? And where you grew up at run the mile? Uh, oh, you had we had to do it every year. It was my least favorite day. Um I hated public speaking. Really? That is shocking. I loved that. Oh, I was always excited for that. I was always excited for that. Um, well, I'm really excited for today. We have a really fun topic, a really fun topic. I'm excited about it too. Me too. And also like, not only is it a really fun topic, but it's literally like, I mean, I consider this person to be my sister. We're literally like friends since we were eight years old slash family since we're eight years old. Um, and I'm excited about the topic because close to my heart, we're going to get right into it. So today our special guest, our super fan of Jerry Springer is Katie Yankin. Yay! Hi. Hi, Hi, Katie. How are you guys? We're good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for doing it. I'm really excited. I feel yeah. I feel like your dad would kind of love this moment because also he had a podcast. I mean, your dad literally did everything. That's one thing that's like it, it like blows my mind. Like I'm looking at first of all, this is, I think the first time we've had like a, a topic where. I looked up all these facts and there was nothing I didn't know, which is crazy. Like everything I read, I was like, I knew that. I knew that. But I'm sure other people don't. I just was like, I mean, we're like family. So I like knew everything. But I was like, we've been we've been best friends since the third grade. So, you know, a few things. Yeah, exactly. And like his career has just been it was, it was so extensive. Like he did so many exciting things. Definitely. As a Gemini, just reading all his stuff, I'm very, I'm very stimulated. I'm like, I wish I could have a career like that because really he just like did everything, right? It's like pretty He amazing. really did. I mean, that was one of the things, you know, when he got sick that we took a lot of comfort in is that he had done everything you could imagine. Anything that was there was no bucket list to make. You know what I mean? Like we could have made a bucket list, but it would have been full of doing things again. There was there was no Everything he would have wanted on his bucket list, he already did. I mean, what an incredible life. God, there's, I mean, Jackie, can you say that? I feel like there's lots of stuff that I'm like, oh, I still need to, oh. there's a lot of things I still want to do. I mean, that's pretty awesome to do everything. I feel like I did some cool stuff. I've jumped out of a plane. Ooh. I've gone, um, yeah, and done stuff like that. That is fun. I've never done that. That seems terrifying. Was that fun? Um, it was terrifying getting the me out of the plane, but one, but once I was out, I was like in heaven. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, whenever I will I, take your word for that. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing, Katie. Yeah, whenever I see that on reality shows, I always feel like they have to push some people out because they're. It feels like the hardest part's actually doing it, and then they're like, "Oh, it's fun." <laughs> they had to tip the plane and have me fall out. Oh, oh my god! What? That's kind of amazing, though. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've, I've kind of like, I mean, this is like, I feel like a, also like a tribute to Jerry. So I just feel like there's so many things I'm like, Oh, I'm almost overwhelmed. There's so many amazing things that I want to say about him. 
Um, I mean, Katie, should we do like a brief history of like, I mean, how he got started in like, you know, show business, how politics first, right? Katie, politics first. Yeah. Well, actually being a lawyer first. Oh, Um, right. Well, I guess it's kind of, it's interesting because he kind of was doing both at the same times because, you know, in college and then in law school, he was also involved with a lot of political stuff, but he was then also becoming a lawyer and um, he actually had some law cases and he worked at Froskin, Froskin Jacobs Law Firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, you can double check that I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> it's at least close enough. I'm impressed. It's at I least close so. enough. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so he was a lawyer for a little bit and then um, got back, got continued into politics and then uh, was on city council and became mayor. And then he ran for governor. Um, he did not win, but while he was running, because he obviously was giving all these speeches, uh, the news networks realized how good he looked on camera or sounded on camera and decided, um, NBC Channel 5 decided to hire him to do originally, originally I think it was like just commentaries and little spots. And then over time he became the anchor and um, he did the commentaries every night. He won a bunch of Emmys for his commentaries actually. And um, which like, by the way, I was just going to say like Jackie, I feel like Jackie would also be like that. So when we were growing up, like it was like the, topic in town like what was jerry's commentary last night like he did these like you know like he did these like opinion things there was a commentary there was a um car factory a a car manufacturing place that was going to close down and um he gave a commentary about how it was obviously going to cost a lot of jobs because it was being moved and I'm sure there were other factors, but the fact is they didn't move. Oh my God. That's amazing. I didn't know that. See, this, uh, is, why, this is why we have um, to have a so super the commentaries fan. really got people going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they were juicy because, you know, we lived somewhere pretty conservative and Jerry was very liberal. So it was like, cause he'd be like, you know, he would give like an amazing, you know, I mean, I don't know if this is a good example, but. I don't even know if, but like, I feel like maybe a pro-choice one or like a, you know, something that people would be like, oh, wow, controversial. It would just really get people talking because people are very conservative about things. That's so interesting. So that's where it all started. There's actually, there was one commentary. There was a movie. I don't even remember what the movie was, but it was on, it might have been on Roe versus Wade. It was a very political movie. A a made for TV movie. And, um, at the beginning of the newscast, they said what my dad's commentary, which was at the end of the newscast, was going to be about. It was going to be basically about that subject. And um, the general manager of the net, you know, I don't want to, I don't remember, I don't want, like, I'm not sure who did what, but someone in charge basically tried to pull commentary and he refused to do any commentary and walked off the set basically at the end like he just like he wouldn't do any commentary oh he's like God. i'm just gonna sit here they were gonna make him read the commentary from the night before and he's like no i won't do it oh my i'm just gonna God. sit here if you come back to me so they just instead of having a commentary they just had to keep putting commercials in and then it like was over the news was over and the next day 
the head honcho found out what had happened and came in and talked to my dad, talked to the guy in charge and everything got worked out. And my dad got to do his commentary. Oh my so God. Right there, it added explanation of why the commentary got pulled the night before. Wow. That's so cool. So he, yeah. you know, not a lot of people would do that. It's great that he stood by something that he felt was important. Oh, and- totally. That's so cool. And in um, related news, <laughs> Jack, I feel like I'm just like, Jackie, let me tell you all these stories about me. But this is pretty funny. So, I mean, while normal kids were outside, I mean, normal in quotes, or outside, because I don't think I'm consider myself normal at all, but we're um, outside playing, you know, at recess. Um, what did Katie and I do? What, what grade was that, Katie? Third grade. Third. Katie and I started, we, we started at recess. Oh, I'm sorry. The censorship club <laughs> where we were anti-censorship and we would, I mean, pretty much I just took role because recess was only like 20 minutes, but I was literally just like, we had everyone sit outside and we were like, censorship is wrong. And then I'm like, let me just make sure everyone's here. And I just took role and then like recess was over, but we were like firmly anti-censorship because <laughs> obviously because of our dad and we like just were, you know, probably weird, weird little kids. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> that feels like a million years ago because it kind of was. Um, wait, I just remembered too. Sorry, this is another fact that I knew, but I forgot. That's bananas. Is Katie? We, I mean, we have to talk about where your dad was born. <laughs> well, my dad was born in England. Well, the story of my dad starts actually in Germany in '39 when my grandparents had to flee because of the Holocaust. My family's Jewish. And um, they had to flee to England. And they lived in England for 10 years before coming to America. In those 10 years, my aunt was born in 39 and my dad was born in 44. And when my dad was five years old, my aunt was 10, they came to America. He supposedly, <laughs> my, my dad always said that because there were lots, you know, bombs going off at night, that they would take all the pregnant women down to like the subway or the, the train station to like keep them safe. And that he was born in a subway. My aunt says that that's not true. So I don't know who. Supposedly, Ooh, a controversy. I love yes, it. <laughs> we're not really sure what happened, but supposedly um, in 44, when he was born, because there was lots, you know, the war was still going on. Um, there were lots of bombings usually at night. That um, the maternity ward at the hospital, they would send all of the pregnant women into the subway station so they would be safe. And wow. that is supposedly where dad was born. So <laughs> I, that's always so crazy to me. Like, what? And also, like, I mean, whether it's true or not, it's just kind of funny because, I mean, when you look up facts about him, that's what it says. It's just like, wow. And I think there's, I feel, feel like I remember there being a plaque in the train station. Like, I might have even seen it one time when I was there that says he was born there. Which is nuts. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, it's very possible. I'm, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, it's funny when you have family. One family member says this happened. Another family member says doesn't didn't. I don't know. But supposedly, supposedly, he was born in a train station in London. I so. feel like that's so common, especially with like older people. Like Matt's. I think there's a discrepancy over when Matt's mom was born because there was like a you know this, I feel like this is a thing back in the day. There was a fire in the town hall or whatever, and all the records were burned or something. <laughs> so some people think she's one age. Some people th- I won't I won't shout out her age right now. I'll let her keep her age to herself. But there's a discrepancy on how old she is exactly. Um, am I asking too many questions, Jack? Do you want to? Am I talking? No, too much? Okay, I good. love it. Okay, good. <laughs> um, okay, Katie, do you want to go back to when? Um, yeah, well, I just want. So, Please. what's interesting, why I think some people may not know is. 
the Jerry Springer show did not start out, but the conception of it was not for it to be crazy. The fact is, when Phil Donahue was going to retire, they wanted someone to take over the Phil Donahue style. And um, they thought, you know, my dad had won all these Emmys for his commentaries. He would be a perfect fit. So the very first season of the Jerry Springer show, um, which was, I believe at that point, just seen in Cincinnati. Um, but the very first season was serious. Um, it may not have just been seen in Cincinnati. I don't, that fact I'm not sure about, but I do know that for sure, just the fact of whether or not it was just shown in Cincinnati. But the fact is the first season was very serious. I remember one episode was about race issues. One issue episode was about drinking and driving. Um, but uh, the ratings tanked. Like no one was interested in watching Phil Donahue anymore. <laughs> so um, basically they moved the show to Chicago and got a new executive producer. And that executive producer Made the Jerry Springer show what what we all know. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Was your dad excited? Um, I think he was surprised. You know, my dad, one thing with his career, he always had such incredible luck. He literally like stumbled from one job to another, like stumbled into lost into being a lawyer, stumbled into politics, stumbled into doing the news, stumbled into his talk show. He always just kind of went from one thing to another. I love so, that. Yeah. I love that. It's kind of like Forrest Gump. True. It's, it's very much so. Very much so. And for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like me with acting. I stumbled into it. I was just doing stand up. And then someone was like, Do you want to be in this movie? I was like, Okay. <laughs> That's and, the then, best. And, then, and then they were like, Do you want to write the next movie with me? And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with that? That's so good. It feels like that's what you're meant to do. I do feel like everything Jerry kind of touched as gold, too. People would pitch something to him and he'd be like, okay, I'll try it. And then it would be amazing. Even after the show was canceled, then he got the judge show. Then he got podcasts. And he got, you know, just was like on and on. Yeah. Yeah. He was so beloved. Mm -hmm. Still, still beloved. Oh, yeah. And like, I feel like he, it became like a thing where he was like an icon. So he could be like, an, a, you know, I remember him being on so many like guest stars and stuff. I mean, he's in like one of the Austin Powers movies. They show the Jerry Springer show. He's in he was on a Married with Children, which I always thought was kind of rad. It was really a weird episode, but super fun. I feel like for him, he talked about that a lot and how fun that was. I think he liked doing that. Don't you, Katie? I think that was like one of the more fun random things. Oh, yeah. I think I believe he also was on Roseanne one time. Yep, um, yep. I oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He did a bunch of stuff, and then there was a movie that was it was it was farcical, but it was like remember uh, Ringmaster. Ringmaster, yeah, yeah. yep. That was fun. He was in a uh, movie. He wrote a book. He a yeah, he wrote a book. He had a country album. Do you remember what? that? Oh was, my God. Yeah, this guy's amazing. He'd just be like, oh, sure. That seems fun. Let's do that. I mean, he loved to sing. Katie, do you want to speak on like his singing stuff? I mean, his singing stuff's always amazing to me. <clears throat> well, here's, okay. Here's the thing. He actually <laughs> did have a good voice, yeah. but he insisted on being goofy. So when he would <laughs> sing, like when he would, when he would decide that he was going to just sing, he actually had a really good voice. Like he if did. he had wanted to be a singer, he could have pursued that. But if I say, hey, let's sing together, he would get all goofy and start making silly You know, it's just, <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't be serious. So um he actually had a very good voice when he was serious about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So what was it like um 
when everything was going on with the show, when he was a huge star, what was it like? Um, well, he was probably always a huge star, right? But was yeah, it, but, yeah I mean, it, it went in Cincinnati. He was definitely everybody knew who he was. So, uh, but it definitely got more so because you know, obviously, we would leave Cincinnati and nobody would know him. But um, when he became like famous, I, I guess I would say it was complicated. Because on the one hand, of course, it was very exciting and we had all kinds of opportunities then and got to do all these things to go places, had extra money, could go nice restaurants. So it was very nice, but it also, you know, there would be fan, there would just be stuff like we would be sitting, having, having a meal as a family at a restaurant and someone would go come running up to the table. Oh, my God, Jerry Springer talk to my friend and would shove a cell phone in my dad's face. Say, hi, I'm my friend. Right. They, they just don't really know. They think that because you're famous that you are like just their friend. So that right. They- and I mean, like, I don't mind, like, you know, if you're passing by, hey, Jerry, I love the show. That's fine. But when you're like literally interrupting us, like literally yeah. sitting down, you know, it's there's a difference between saying hi and just you know, completely inserting yourself, you know? <laughs> I, re- I remember one time that was really bad. I mean, I feel like over the years, it, it's so weird. Cause when you're walking, everyone's like, you like, as you're, I'd be like walking behind them normally. Cause I walk very slow and Jerry walked very fast and I would hear Jerry Springer, Jerry Springer, Jerry Springer. Jerry, like as people were walking by and they'd be like freaking out, they'd realize it was him. They'd be like, <gasps> so I would hear all the weird, like aftermath, but I do, I think I can remember two times that were really crazy. One time Katie and I, I can't, and your dad and your mom, and I can't remember who else were, at um and Matt, I'm sure we're in Marina Del Rey at dinner, and everyone started chanting. That's the thing. It got to a point where it got really crazy, and then the worst. I remember Katie when we went to um, her dad was a huge Yankees fan. We went to a Yankees game. We often did that in the summer, which was really fun. We went a few times, and they showed him on the camera on the I mean on the big screen. Oh, they were like, man. and everyone lost their shit, and everyone started chanting Jerry, 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 and like it got kind of crazy. So we had to leave. It got like so crazy. Security had to help us out because people were like swarming him. They were like, oh, he was on camera. He's right over there. And everyone like lost their mind and we had to leave. It was like, ew. Yeah. Cause everybody's already pumped up at the game. They're just like ready to like rumble. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> cool story actually about how my dad became a Yankee fan. So oh, as I said, came to America when he was five and uh, for, it came in January. So he was about to turn five. So four going on five. He turned five in February. So, um, so yeah, they came in January. So anyway, when they first got to America, you know, they'd been living in England. So my grandmother, my granny sent dad to school dressed like a British five-year-old complete with bow tie. <laughs> Needless to say, a New York public school, that didn't go over real well. And um, he got picked on. And um, he said he got beaten up. I'm not sure. I think that might be an exaggeration. But at any rate, my grandmother wasn't sure what to do. She had, she wanted him to fit in. So she went to other mothers in the building and it's like, well, what's big here? How do I help him fit in? What's popular? And one of the other moms said, well, baseball is really popular here. Now, at the time... I believe there were three baseball teams in New York. So my grandmother, she didn't know anything about baseball. So she went into a uh, baseball store and goes, um, I need a baseball uniform for a five-year-old. Now my granny knows nothing about baseball. So there's three teams. There's three different uniforms. And it was by chance. The guy's like, well, which one? 
And she's like, that one. So she, it literally was like, he's a Yankees fan. It, it could have gone any, it, it, you know, <laughs> he's a Yankee fan because that was the uniform that she put on him and she sent him to school in it. And I guess she would wash it at night and send him back wearing it in the morning. And he, but that's Steve. That's how he got popular. <laughs> he wore it like that's every so day. <laughs> what a great mom. What I know. But it's just kind of crazy to think like, what if she gotten a different uniform? Yeah. What if she'd gotten the Mets? Right. You know, <laughs> Lisa, do you remember? Was it two or three? It was definitely two. I believe there were three teams at the time in 1950. Um, I mean, definitely the Mets. I don't know. Would there be the Brooklyn Dodgers that long ago? Yeah, that must have been it. And like yeah. he lived in what Queens? Is that where he lives? So like maybe the yes, um, Q Gardens, Q Gardens. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if Yankees would have been. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about New York. Like Jackie might know she's East Coast, but I mean, yeah, I feel like maybe. At any rate, there were three teams and. So that awesome. must have been it. That must have been it. That's so cute. I know. So yeah. Cute. I love that. He loved the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Well, they saved his life. That's what he said. The Yankees saved my life. That's what he would say. <laughs> Aww. So did people, did people come up to you and like want to be on his show? Would they be like, oh, my, I'm dating somebody and um, they would be perfect for the show. <laughs> Good question. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen. I wasn't there when, it, I don't remember that happening, but I'm sure it had to have. Yeah, I'm sure. I wasn't there, but I would imagine. Normally what he would do when you would come up and say, I love your show, is he would say, may you never be on it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's really funny. So, yeah, so. Yeah, meaning, yeah, that's cute. If, you know, I think he realized it was a little out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Entertaining, though. So entertaining. Oh, very entertaining. It was very like the re- original reality show in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, truly, for sure. Then we saw, like, different parts of, of um, the world that we never saw before. That's, that's true. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's some people who felt like that was the first time they saw themselves on TV. Let's like be real about it. I mean, really, it did expose like a whole other part of the, you know, population. And he would do a commentary at the end. Mm-hmm. Not not really the same as when he was doing the news. But yes, he would do a right. little blurb about um, the episode. Final yes. thought. Like Final he would, thought. Right, he would be kind of funny, right? Wouldn't he yeah. put a little... It would just be a little what his his little take on what had happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't marry your stepmom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was there ever anything on there that he was like? He's like, I won't do that. Like, I'm not going to do that on the show. I mean, there might have been. Well, the, the thing is that he never knew ahead of time. He would go out, and they would give him a card. And it would say, and he would introduce the people, and that way the surprise was genuine. So he wouldn't know. I what love was that. Isn't that amazing? And he they didn't... probably did it. See, I would love that. Yeah, I, that must have been so fun. I think it was knowing what like, you were going to get. That's right. Like he knew. He didn't really know what was going to happen. He would be given an idea, enough of an idea that he could maybe write something up for the final thought. But he would go out there with a card and just introduce people, and then they would come out and start telling their story. He would be like, what? <laughs> you know? 
That's so funny. That's a dream come true. I think that's so fun. I know. Like, what a stimulating life. I don't know if he felt this way, like, forever, but I asked him, like, a bazillion years ago what his favorite episode was, and he told me it was the one where (laughs) Jackie's going to like it, where there was a guy who was uh, married to his horse, and the horse lived in the house with him, and he had, like, a giant bed. A horse specially, not horse, a house specially built for the horse, like, with really wide always whole nine yards isn't that amazing it's real oh my god i mean you know it's their own i know i know know. and wow pretty crazy wow yeah i remember too there was like a bad i remember I feel like his least favorite one definitely was the one where I remember early on there were some Nazis that got in his face. Do you remember that one, Katie? It was literally like a thousand years ago. Oh, but it was really yeah. early. But what happened, like, yeah, the Nazi was like, I don't know, threatened Granny or said something about Dad's mom. And so Steve, all the security came out and Dad said it was kind of funny because, you know, my dad was I mean, physically a, not the... He was not um, Steve Wilkos. Let's just you know, <laughs> to be nice. So, but my dad said the what he found to be kind of funny was that they not only were holding back the Nazi guy, there was like three guys holding him back. And my dad's like, "What am I gonna do?" <laughs> but he, he used the opportunity and was like, and he's like <laughs> "They're holding me. Nothing's gonna happen." <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. He would never. He would never. That's no, so funny. No. Let, let me at him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let, let me at him. Not going to. No, nothing's going to happen. So, hey. Yeah. yeah. If they were holding me back, I would get all of you. Exactly. <laughs> How dare you talk about my mother? She in a Yankees uniform. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love your grandmother. So when you two became friends, Jerry was doing the commentary by then. Yeah. And also kind of funny about that, by the way, weird side note, but it's also kind of funny is they were like, you know, two big news stations and, and Jerry was like pretty much always number one, but the rival news station, weird fact was George Clooney's dad. Oh, wow. So they were like rival newscasters, like competing to be number one in Cincinnati when we were growing up. Isn't that so strange and so interesting? (laughs) And did you know George Clooney at that time? No, no. Was he on Facts of Life? Uh, Probably it was around then. His grandma, his grandma was famous. Wait, this has grandma? Rosemary Clooney, I think was already famous also. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's like a famous singer. I don't know. I feel like she's no offense. Did you guys watch the facts of life? <laughs> I did, of course. Oh yeah, Katie loved the facts of life. Oh, Katie, lo- you should tell about Full House too. Okay, sorry, sorry. I'm like, there's so many things. But first, facts of life. Where we about to see Katie? I'm sorry. Facts of life. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the facts of life. My favorite character was Joe. Me too. Uh, I love Joe. Me too. Same. And um, yeah, it was. So we would watch it. Um, I'm t- I. I know George Clooney was definitely on the Facts of Life. I'm not, I don't remember what year he started on that show, but yeah. oh well. I always um, liked Blair, yeah. which says something weird about me, but I always thought she was so funny and bitchy and I loved her. I know it's weird. That was my favorite one, but I feel like. I feel like everyone thinks or thought Natalie should be my favorite, but Joe was. I was just thinking that same thing. I'm like, look, just because like Natalie's like, I feel like for me, it's because Natalie's like a little curvy. Just because she's curvy doesn't mean she's my favorite, even though I now follow her on social media, the real chick. I, w- I felt like curvy. 
also because she's Jewish. Oh, right. And yes. A writer. Oh and my people God. Be like, hey, that must be your favorite. And I'm just like, no, no, Joe was everything. I didn't, no, I didn't know if I wanted to date her or if I wanted to be her. I didn't. <laughs> I wanted to be best friends with her. I, want, I was, know, I wanted to be her little sister. I was, I'm an only child, but biologically speaking, I'm an only child. I have siblings of the heart, but no real siblings. And oh, it's not cute. real, but you know what I mean, biological. Yeah. Siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Jackie's an only child too. You know the struggle. You know the yeah, struggle. it's hard. <laughs> um, it is. But I always wanted Joe to be my big sister because I was like, if anyone picked on me or bullied me, she would take them down. Yeah, <laughs> so I always well. wanted Joe to be my big sister so that she would protect me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet. But I was disappointed when <laughs> when I got older and would see, you know, when the internet came out and you could see interviews with Nancy McKeon, that she wasn't, I was disappointed that she wasn't like Joe. Mm. Like I yeah. always, I always fall for the character, but then the person, Sarah Gilbert, I loved, I loved her uh, uh, yes. character on Roseanne. Roseanne, but then she was, really like that yeah oh it's, katie katie in the golden girls katie does that mean that makes me think of you and the katie met all the golden katie discuss. i she, got <laughs> to go i got to go um the first tv show yeah it was the first tv show i ever saw taped was the golden girls and wow. i was 10 years old and i remember it was so funny because i was so excited to go to the filming of a show and i wore this little like flowery green dress with ruffles on it and <laughs> I brought my cabbage patch kid I had this little I was a very young 10 year old oh. and I had a creamy cabbage patch kid named Exalia Marcial and I put a little dress on her and we went to the show and I remember the topic of the episode was that Dorothy's friend came to visit and Dorothy's friend turned out to be a lesbian and fell for Rose. Oh, and I remember my parents were like, well, this is an interesting episode for our 10 year old to be watching. <laughs> Jackie would have loved that episode. Uh, it was a really good episode. It really was a really good episode. And, um, I always wondered at years later, if, because, you know, I always heard, well, <clears throat> okay, let me finish this story and then I'll go into what I was going to say. So anyway, saw the episode. Be Dorothy at the time, I don't know why, but Dorothy was my absolute favorite. And I loved of Dorothy. Course. I yeah. had even gone to so, so far as to go to a store with my mom and buy a sweater that looked like something that Dorothy would wear. And I <laughs> yes. wear it out and call it my Dorothy sweater. Oh, Katie. And I mean, I am a 10-year-old kid obsessed with a 60-year-old. I'm like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so anyway, after um, the show, you know, we all got to go down and I got to meet all of them. And Betty White was amazing. Ruth McClanahan was amazing. Estelle Getty brought me out. was great. She had me come over and sit on the set with her and she talked to me. And now I get my big moment to me, be, to me, be author, my, my hero. And I have this little, like, oh yeah, I have a little um, autograph book that had little hearts all over it. And I'm like, can you sign my autograph book, please? And she literally <sighs> grabs the book out of my hand, opens it, what's your name? And I'm like, Katie, and she goes, that's my ex-husband's daughter's name. <gasps> oh my God. Hands me the book and just walks away. I was like, oh. 
So, and then of course, as years went on, I became more and more of a Betty White fan because Betty White was an amazing person and everything else. So getting back to the story, I have a feeling, and I don't, this is a theory. I am not saying this is what happened, but I have a theory that knowing that B. Arthur and Betty White did not get along, that B. Arthur did not like Betty White, and knowing, I mean, Betty White loved everyone, and she was for everybody's rights and everyone's feelings. I feel like the I feel like the script got changed. I would be willing to bet money, some money, that originally, <laughs> some money, um, some money, that originally the storyline was going to be that Dorothy's friend fell for her, and that B. Arthur didn't want that, and Betty White said, "I'll do it." I don't uh, know, but knowing that, knowing now, knowing what I know about these women, these people as you know, human beings, I'm like, you know, I bet that was it. Oh, it wow. Was, Why she was so grumpy. B. Arthur was just not a nice person. I mean, I actually, I read somewhere that B. Arthur was overheard on an airplane one time calling Betty White a bitch. Ew. If you can call Betty White a bitch, you have, you just, you have a problem. You know, I mean, there are people in this world, if, the, if you can't get along with them, there's a problem with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's true. And Betty White. Yeah, how do you not get along with Betty White? That's what I'm saying. It's like she's one of those people. I mean, I have, there are people that you meet in life where you're like, if someone can't get along with this person, they have a problem. It's not. It's not on Betty White. It's on B. Authors. Clearly, B. Author had something wrong with her. <laughs> you know what's weird, Katie? It's like we kind of got to because I I was lucky enough to also go to see um, show tapings with Katie. We kind of got to go during the golden age because it was like a little bit pre-internet. So, you know, not to say how old we are, but it made it kind of fun because we didn't know all the gossip and we didn't know all the stuff beforehand, which made it like kind of more pure because we were just kind of like, oh, like we went to, I mean, I feel like one of our big things. We went to Full House. Full House. Full House. Full House, I got to have a positive situation because I think like every other, you know, heterosexual, well, no, anyone knows me, it could be gay also, I guess. Every human being, I think, was in love with John Stamos. Yeah. I was in love with Uncle Jesse at Full House. <laughs> yeah, he was so hot back during then, too. And I was 13 years old, and I remember going to meet him, like, after the show, and he's, I was just standing there, and I just, I don't know, I, well, I think I was, my heart was like racing. I couldn't go over to him. I just kind of stood there with my jaw hanging out, staring at him. And he goes, hi. And he saw that I was like, just sort of staring, like stunned. And he walked over and he gave me a hug, but just, I melted. I think I said something like, I have your picture above my bed. (laughs) (laughs) I had like, um, you know, the magazines back then I had like cut out this picture and like taped it to my wall. Yeah. Yeah. There was an amazing picture of that where he has like his arm around her. I think it's both of us, but he's really giving Katie love. I'm just kind of there. there like, I'm a one, dress. There's, one, there's one in particular where we were on the set sitting on the coffee table in the family room. Mm-hmm. And um, he goes, one, two, we're sitting next to each other. His camera going is one, two, three. And just if they say three, he turns and kisses me on the cheek. Uh, I was like, yeah katie almost died it was uh, so crazy meanwhile of course i was in love (laughs) 
tragic turn of events for Lisa. I was super in love with Kirk Cameron and of course his sister, his sister, I mean, October 12th, 1970, I still know his birthday. What is wrong with me? Um, (laughs) His sister was there and I, and I had heard he came to set sometimes. So I kept being like, hi, is your, I mean, you're really amazing. Anyway, is your brother here? I kept asking her and like turned out literally her entire family except for him was there. So I was like, oh, I just really love him. Like I was going on and on and gushing and I took a picture of me with, well, her entire family. I have a picture of me somewhere with literally Kirk Cameron's parents and all the sisters and me just like hoping Kirk's there. Of course now. What's the, what's the gossip about? <laughs> About Kirk Cameron, isn't he? He's like a crazy bad, like uh, evangel evangelical. Like um... I feel like he got brainwashed. I really do. I think he just he went so off the rails. Yeah, so. yeah. He's like beyond. Like he's beyond. I mean, it's like super, super. I mean, yeah. He doesn't believe in like you know gay stuff or any. I mean, he's <gasps> really yeah. He's really is he still married to that woman? Yeah, that was- Chelsea Noble. Yeah, he's still married. So to her. she must be. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's, he's evangelical. He tries to get people to, you know, follow him. He has all these like Christian movies. I mean, yeah, me and Kirk would not be cool. He's definitely not my soulmate. We would not be down, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, it's really, but back Uh, then I was like, Oh God, Kirk, Kirk, I love him so much, which is crazy. (laughs) Wow. I was all about I just went to full house. Where did you live at that time? Cincinnati. So you guys were going to Hollywood on the regular and going to TV shows? Yeah, in summer, summer, during the summer, um, we would take family vacations to California. And we usually would do, Lisa, what do you think, a week in California and then like a week in Arizona or somewhere else? Yeah, we usually did. Because our thing, we we would want to go to like a show taping and then... The parents would want to go to like, we would go to like a nice, like a spa or we went to like the Grand Canyon one year. Um, I mean, yeah, we went on some, I mean, I, I was so lucky cause I got to go on family vacation, which was amazing. And yeah, I had obviously never been to California before Katie. I mean, I give the Springers full credit for the reason that I moved to California. I would have probably never been here if it hadn't been for them. And I was, as soon as I came here, I was like, Oh, there's something about Los Angeles that I'm like obsessed with. I got to move, you know, when I moved here and I was 18, um, but yeah, we went to the <laughs> the Grand Canyon, which Katie didn't like, which I remember that being one of our funniest trips ever because it was such a trek to get there. It was really a schlep to get there. It was a lot. It was well, a lot. I should state I am visually impaired. I'm mm-hmm. considered legally blind. So going to see the Grand Canyon for someone who's visually impaired, it just isn't that cool. You, you know, tell Jackie a, your quote. Tell Jackie your quote. Like, it's oh, oh, we got out of the car, walk over, we'll look at it, and they go, it's a big hole. Can we go now? It was so amazing. Like after we driven all these hours, she goes, ah, big hole in the ground. Can we go? We were like, oh shit. We were all, I mean, we all started laughing. We're like, oh my God, Katie, we love you so much. It was so amazing. I think uh, I, I remember there was a, there was a little place to sit nearby and I went, well, the three of them took pictures and looked. I went and sat down and read my baby Sarah club book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I love that. So. What was your favorite trip that you went on with the Springers? Oh, what was my favorite one? Um, wow, good question. I mean, I really honestly treasure all of them. There's some of the younger ones are just... We have some funny stories. Yeah, we have a lot of stories. We went to Hilton Head. Back in the day, we went sometimes on the East Coast too. So I we went to Hilton Head a few times, which was really fun. 
I mean, probably the Full House one is probably my favorite just because it was like, it was so exciting. I'd never met a celebrity. Ray Combs, who used to be the old host of um, Family Feud, Jerry knew him. So he took us around. Like we met up with him and he took us around LA. It was so exciting. Oh, that's so fun. We met Rodney Dangerfield. What the fuck? Which was really no awesome. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was. I was mean, he it was, trying to get you to respect him? <laughs> he was really shy. He was really shy, which I thought was cool. I was like, oh, I'm into that. Like he wasn't like, hey, yeah, da, 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 da. He was like, Were you kind oh. of attracted to him? Is that what you're saying? Oh, we ran. I went up to him because I'm an idiot. I mean, we ran. Oh, wow. uh, he was, we were staying in the same hotel and I like saw him and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I mean, I was literally like borderline already a paparazzi at that age. Like, I was so good at spying celebrities. The Springers were making fun of me because, like, we're at the pool and I'm like, oh my God, look, I would recognize people at the pool. I recognize people at the, of course, they do make fun of me because I recognize, <laughs> sorry, no offense to the person. I recognize Tom Hanks's brother. He's not really a celebrity, guys. But I was literally like, I recognize him. Like, I'm just like such a psycho. Okay, I've got to tell Jackie this story. Oh, boy. So um, <laughs> we're leaving Full House. We're leaving the show. And Lisa sees the security guy and goes to the security guy. Are there a lot of celebrities that come through oh. here? Do you see a lot of celebrities? And the guy goes... <laughs> he points to a pizza box that's sitting in a trash can next to his desk. And he goes... Yeah, that's Julia Roberts' pizza. And Lisa goes, oh, my God. She grabs the pizza box out and takes it home with her and um, literally hung it on the wall in her childhood bedroom. This is a true <laughs> and, story. She's 100% accurate. We're pretty sure it was the security guy's pizza. <laughs> I mean, I asked him a thousand questions. He was like, her and, Jason, her and Jason Patrick, who she was dating at the time, were watching a movie like at the studio. Like I went to pee after Full House and that's where, but I mean, I'm a psycho. I literally took it out of the trash can because Julia Roberts was like my number one. I was obsessed with Pretty Woman. Like I could quote every line. So I was like, oh my God. What? Actually, she's one of the celebrities, I st one of the only celebrities I still have never seen in real life. I mean, I've seen most at this point. But anyway, you um, live on the street of where the I know, <laughs> yeah, where the fire escape is. Yep, isn't that crazy? I literally live on the street. Did you do that on purpose? No, not on purpose. But years later, wow. I was like, couldn't believe it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty. It's me maybe meant to be, Julia. If you're it's listening, can we be friends? I feel like we would be. <sighs> what? <laughs> you take her, you're gonna, she's gonna take my place on the podcast. <laughs> No, <laughs> Jackie, <laughs> never. So never. okay, so back to Jerry. Back yeah. to Jerry. Yeah. Uh, was Jerry a fan of anybody? Like, did was there anybody that he like really thought was like a great actor or a great person? Not so much in movies and TV. More like like he loved uh, Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth and you know all of those. The, the Yankees, you know, it was like yeah. um, Whitey Ford, um, yeah. you know, those those people. And um, he, uh, as far as actors and comedians, like there were com there were people he liked, but sometimes I almost would like for, like he thought, like he liked Billy Crystal, but I often wondered, I mean, he, he thought Billy Crystal was funny, but like one time, I'll, I never, I always remember this, Billy Crystal was hosting the Oscars and I was living in Santa Monica at the time and, I remember I called dad about something unrelated and I was like, oh yeah, I'm just watching the Oscars. Billy Crystal is so funny. And dad goes, yes, he's a good Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> and then he 
<laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah, it's funny too. I would always be like, what celebrities have you met? What celebrities have you met? And I feel like he would be like, I'd have to like get it out of him. He'd be like, oh, but then as he got, as his career went on further, he would, it would be kind of cool. Like I remember one time we went to Giorgio Baldi and uh, me and Katie and her mom and her dad and Matt, I think it was maybe just us. I don't, maybe not even Adam. And uh, it, for some reason it was packed with celebrities and they were all running up to Jerry, like Suzanne Summers. Fran Drescher. Do you remember this, Katie? It was crazy. They were all like, Jerry, Jerry. When we came in, they all knew him. Like, you know, it was so crazy. But all these people were running. I mean, and like we were, Fran Drescher was like, Jerry, like da da da, ran up to him and hugged him. And I feel like it was like, you know, he always, he never like act like, I don't think he like cared, but it was also kind of cool. <laughs> people that he would get starstruck by were like athletes or politicians. Like Bill Clinton once wanted, like, Dad was, um, he had a private plane for a, good num for a number of years and he was going to fly out and the Clinton's plane was going to fly in and there was a phone call made to, somehow they, Bill Clinton knew that my dad was at this airport and he called ahead and asked if dad would wait because he wanted to meet with him. My dad got more excited about politicians and athletes. Like I know I'm, I don't remember, Lisa, maybe you might, you can might correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like there was an, an actor that he was like all crazy about. You know what I mean? It, it was more like yeah. a politician or um, a baseball player. Yeah. I feel like he was more excited. Yeah. Like didn't, I remember like Obama called him to do some stuff and I feel like he was kind of pumped about that. I remember yes. he was like pretty, yeah. he was very honored. He got really excited about politicians and he got really excited about athletes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but actors, he was just kind of like a, okay. Yeah. 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 Actors are kind of lame because they're, they just want to be spot on the spotlight. <laughs> no, actors, actors are great. <laughs> it's kind of true though. It's kind of true. But I true. see that he li like liking politicians because politicians are supposed to be doing something good to change the world, to make the world a better place. But actors do too by um, playing parts that are uh, moving the world forward in a better place. Yeah, I mean, did Jerry have a favorite movie? Good question. He likes movies. Mom and him went to movies all the time. I don't feel like he had a favorite. He like, I mean, he loved going to movies. I mean, he and mom definitely liked movies, but um, I never really got a sense that he had like, oh wow, this is my favorite movie. I'm going to go watch it 50 times. You know what I mean? Like, there right. are movies he liked, but there was no. I don't feel like there was one movie that he was like, oh my God, this is the best movie ever made, you know? So say, say you wanted to, like my dad, I'm not, I wasn't even that close to him, but I, if I were to watch a movie to be like, oh, this reminds me of my dad, I would watch Angel Heart. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I watch Waiting for Ned Divine. Oh, nice. I, I know he really liked that movie. We did accidentally watch Angel Heart together. That did happen. But uh, waiting, Waking Ned Divine? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. That. Um, but So was there a movie that you would watch and be like, I remember watching this with my dad and having like a nice moment together? I'm not a big movie person. So uh, I never really went to the movies. I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember seeing Spanglish with him and... Um, <laughs> 
Oh, what were some other movies I saw with him? Katie, you know um, what movie I'm thinking about that we saw with them? I can't help but think about because it, it was so... Oh, Parenthood. Yeah. Parenthood. With Steve oh, Martin. was so we funny. We that on summer vacation. That's right. When Lisa was with us and we went and saw Parenthood with Steve Martin and the movie broke. <laughs> the movie broke. But the best, like the, the film broke and we had to come back later and watch the movie. But the best part was where it broke was so perfect. In the movie, the little girl um, is trying to box or maybe do karate and she accidentally hits her dad and the screen went black. So we thought, I thought the little girl had knocked him out. Like that was part of the movie. Yeah. Then the lights came on. I realized it wasn't, but I remember because the timing was perfect. Like the little girl hits her dad and then the lights and everything went black. And so I was like, yeah. Oh. And then if the lights came on, that wasn't. That's it. funny. But um, yeah, that was. So I would say if we saw Parenthood, if I saw Parenthood playing somewhere, I would probably be like, think of dad. Definitely. Yeah, so that's, that's a good call. That would be definitely. And the, I like the little kid with the bucket on his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie's so freaking good. <laughs> Diane Weiss is insane you know, in it. Classic. And even with all the technology today, it's still relevant. Like you can watch that movie and still be able to relate to all of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's things about that that remind me of my dad too. Cause I feel like my dad would dress up as some crazy thing to entertain everybody. If like the clown showed up drunk or whatever, I forget what happens, but there's a thing where he has to dress up like cowboy Gill. I'm like, it feels like something sketchy Arnie would do. Um, one thing that was funny about that too, I know you remember this is we were just like a little bit too young for, I mean, I think it was like PG 13 and we were probably like 12. So, so we like didn't there were some like dirtier jokes that I feel like I sort of knew what was happening, but I wasn't sure. And then we were both confused. Oh, yeah, they went over my head. And then like several years later, when <laughs> it was on TV, like on HBO or something. Yeah. We, I was at home. And I was like, oh, yeah. The vibrator. When, the vibrator. That's what I was just thinking. Of. When the electricity goes out, he's looking for a, flash, a flashlight and he ends up walking in with a vibrator. And everyone starts laughing and then their little kid's like, what's that? And Katie and I were basically having the same moment. Like, what is that? And the mom's like, it's an electric, electric ear. Oh, <laughs> ear cleaner, I think. Yeah, yeah. We were both oh, like, a, oh. Something like that. <laughs> so funny. You could say it's a dog toy. Yeah, yeah. It was like, we we wouldn't have known, but we just needed an answer because yeah. we were like, what is but that? like 13-year-olds <laughs> wouldn't know either. No, yeah, it's true. Like all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, 13-year-olds are like, we know what this is. <laughs> yeah, it's actually true. They say names, they probably do. I mean, yeah. when we were Oh, really- yeah, today, but not then. Now yeah. you can't hide anything from children because of the internet. It's true. They could just Google anything. Yeah. Yeah. So were you born when your dad was in politics? Yes. Oh, wow. So you watched your dad... You got all everything happened for him. You were that's so yeah. Cool. I mean, I did. I mean, I was very little. I was born in '76, and he started doing the news in I believe '84 or I was seven. So sorry, I'm not good at math. No, neither am no. I. I. I couldn't do 80, it either, and I know hold you. 80, are. I think like '83, '83, '84 is when he started doing the news. So. Yes, I was technically alive for all of it, but the parts I remember, like him in politics, I don't really remember. Like my memory of the night of the primary, because he lost the primary. It wasn't, he didn't get to run in the general election for governor. He ran in the primary and uh, didn't win in the primary. And what I remember about 
him running for governor. I have three very specific memories. Todd was like five, six years old when he was running. My one memory was, because I didn't really understand what was going on. You remember the day they had those little uh, alphabet magnets you could put all over the refrigerator? Of course. Yes. And I remember being in the kitchen, making a move with my hand and be like, mom, look, they're running. And she'd go, what, what, what are they running for? Governor. <laughs> oh, that's cute. And I didn't know what it meant. So, and then my other memory is the night of the primary, going out to dinner with my babysitter and her boyfriend, and um, eating something that didn't agree with me and breaking out in hives. That's why oh. I feel like. <laughs> oh, oh my God. the first time yeah. I ever had ranch dressing was with Katie Springer, and I remember it because it changed my life. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> Really, truly. I told her I told her mom this recently. I okay, literally so I remember it. That, that, actually, the other little thing I remember is in the middle of the night going down going down the hallway to my uncle's hotel room because I needed medicine because I was breaking out hives. And my uncle just opening his door, because my, my uncle's a doctor, I'm opening the door and he just handing me and my mom two brown pills. <laughs> I remember taking the brown pills and going back to bed. <laughs> That's what I remember. Uh, so, yeah. so, so your guess, dad was kind of when you were growing up locally famous. So then yeah. when he became nationally famous, became, it wasn't that big of a deal because you already went through, you already and, lived. Um, he, okay, he became nationally famous when I was in high school. Okay. And um, it was very different because it's one thing when you're like a local celebrity because you do the news. It's another thing when you have a big national talk show and wherever you go, people are like, oh, my God, you know, so it definitely changed. It definitely changed. Yeah. And so. Were you ever like. I just want my I just want a normal life, like without people screaming about my dad. Um, yeah, I said before, it's complicated. I mean, obviously, I was very grateful and appreciative for all the opportunities, but there were certainly moments where it was like, you know, because in, at night, but this wasn't even true when he was just doing the news because, you know, everybody's dad's coming home for dinner and my dad's at work and my mom and I are having dinner by ourselves. So, you know, that I didn't particularly care for, and you know, it's yeah. really things like that, but you know, it's, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think truthfully, I think every person could look at their childhood and find something they would change. You know, yeah. I mean, of course, yeah. that's oh, normal. Sure. Yeah. 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 Wait, Katie, what about dancing with the stars though? Was that one of, was that a highlight? I feel like that's one of the sweetest things your dad like ever. That like, is very sweet, but there's a funny story to tell with that. Please. Um, so <laughs> wait, Jackie, did you know he was on dancing with the stars? No. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so basically, you know, they wanted to go on dancing with the stars and they said, you know, could you, you know, the celebrity that goes on, they always have to have a story about why they want to learn to dance. So they came up with, which was true. I was engaged at the time. I mean, uh, my, my husband and I now have been married for 17 years and, uh, oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so yeah, so the story they decided to say was that my dad wanted to learn to dance for the wedding. And that was true, but um, we had not decided on a waltz and the song that my dad picked, he, <laughs> well, it was not the song we danced to for multiple reasons, but mainly because I don't like that song. I absolutely have always hated that song. I think. Wait, I forget what song it was. Remind me. Um, 
Oh, Tennessee Waltz. Um, I thought it's like the saddest, most depressing. I I (laughs) my dad would start singing it when I was a kid. I would tell him to shut up. (laughs) Um, Maybe not that brutally, but you know, Um, I didn't like it. So anyway, my dad, for reasons I'm not clear on, decided to make up a story about oh, this is Katie's favorite song. This is what we're going to dance to at the wedding. And it's your least favorite song. We were not going to dance, but we had already decided to dance to Wind Beneath My Wings, which we also danced to at my bar mitzvah. Right. And so now, you know, it's fine. It's television. You make up stuff. I Cool, whatever. Yeah. And it wasn't fine, except dad did not fill me in on this so the night i go that when they dance when he's doing the dance and i'm in the audience and they show me that that night um the girl comes up to me his partner comes up to me and this is in the room everyone is there so everyone can hear me he hasn't told me okay he's like oh she's like oh so you like that song tennessee waltz and i'm like oh god no i hate that song and she's like oh well aren't you dancing to it i'm like oh no we're dancing to wind beneath my wings Cause yeah, I don't like that song. I've never liked it. It's just so depressing. And does your dad like to dance to it. Your dad just wanted to dance to it. Exactly, which is fine, and it wouldn't have been a problem. But he forgot to tell me, so yeah, I didn't he know have just told you to to go like, with it. I'm living fine. She's but was like, it on the episode? Did it air that you didn't? Yeah, like- it was like the highlight of oh, the show. Was that there was her where they showed Katie? I was there that night too. I mean, Matt and I were there. It was really a fun thing to see taped. Katie, they show Katie in the audience as they're talking about how he's learning it for her wedding. But oh, to answer your question, Jackie, no, because this happened like behind the scenes, so that it was fine. But um, yeah, it, it was just like, Dad, why didn't you just tell me? And then I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> So what, is, what did Kim say when you said that? What did his partner say when you said that? She was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, she didn't, I don't think she really cared one way or the other. Yeah, but, you know. TV. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, my fly God. Fly away, you let me fly so high. <laughs> that was so fun. Matt and I went to see that taped. We even went a few times, Katie, when you weren't there. I think Matt and I went one time, just me and Matt, because we you lived here. And so it was so you know easy. A crazy story about that taping and how it like affected my life in the future. Um, our son Rick is adopted, and he, you know, it was an open adoption. The birth family chose us, and uh, one of the pictures, you know, when they were looking at our profile, the, our profile happened to be I was wearing the same sweater dress that I'm wearing on the show that night, and the birth grandmother who chose us was like, I recognized you. I remember sitting and she said this to me, she's like, I remember watching dancing with the stars that night and what looking at you and going, what a beautiful father daughter relationship they have and how wonderful they are. It was one thing I think that kind of reassured her into picking us sort of like, well, I know what kind of family this is. That's so magical. It's like being on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, it didn't make her choose us, but it definitely like 
okay, these are good people kind of thing. That's know? great. I love that so much. I, I, that's so sweet. Katie. I didn't know that. That's so sweet. I don't, I don't feel like I knew that. I, I have to say Matt and I had fun because there were a couple of times we went just me and Matt and we were Jerry's only people there. Cause we lived like 15 minutes away yeah. from the studio and there was one week where jerry was he was like this is it i'm convinced this is it we're like he's like just guys oh, don't get upset remember the pasta doble oh yeah it was so bad <laughs> i didn't vote for him now katie you did vote for him oh no, not that week my god oh my god okay well i voted for him every week but the football player that won what was his name emmett smith oh yeah yeah he was he was really good um that week i just voted for him Oh, oh my Katie. I was, that di- was it was, fun. it was funny to be there. Cause your dad was legit nervous about it. Also Katie, sorry, but do you remember we saw Joey Lawrence at Disney and your dad was like, and I was like, that's Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Well, this was the funniest <laughs> thing. I remember so clearly. Jo- well, Joey Lawrence like loved my dad, which was really cute. He was but, super nice uh, to him. Remember he was so nice to him. Oh, no, I'm not saying like a bad thing. He just, he, they love them. So yeah. at any rate, I remember when dad got voted off. Oh. I remember telling Lisa, <laughs> Joey Lawrence looks like someone kicked his puppy. <laughs> like the look on his face, he looked like somebody kicked his puppy. <laughs> and then years later, we were at Disney and Joey Lawrence walked by. We were all having lunch and Joey Lawrence said, hi. My dad didn't recognize me. He was like, oh, you know, and then he said, was that Joey Lawrence? And dad's like, oh, and grew it out and all said, you know, hi and everything. And I said, oh, who was it? Maybe his wife. But the woman, one of the women that he was with goes, I'm so glad your dad came out here. I think Jerry, I think that Joey was going to have a nervous breakdown if Jerry really didn't remember him. <laughs> but jerry just didn't he was so humble he just didn't you know he just didn't care he just was like another you know i mean he just didn't think about another slip you know how's they are no that's it was fun but it was was also hilarious yeah (laughs) what happened to joey lawrence i don't know he's still around i just saw him doing something i literally just saw him on instagram like yesterday he does something with his he does all that stuff with melissa joan hart he does a lot of like hallmark movies or whatever thing she's on and they're always married yeah yeah he still does stuff him and i think him and all his brothers still act Oh, wow. What was the song that he had? Oh, God. Good question, Jackie. He went to, uh, I mean, I've, I have a few Joey Lawrence stories. We don't have to go into them all. But he The went, only thing I could think of is Marky Mark. Feel it. Feel it. I'm going to look it up. I got to know. Because now, now, now it's going to bug me. So Lisa always talks so highly about you and your dad. And what a special relationship she had with your dad. And she was really sad. Um, losing your dad this year. Yeah. And I love that you're wearing his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... It because he, um, you know, obviously my mom then was like going through his things, you know, they were, um, you know, they were coming in, because they were coming up to their 50th wedding anniversary. So it's been a lot for her. But mm. anyway, she was going through um, his clothes and was like, hey, did you want any of his, his things? And I tried on some of his tops and three of his tops actually legit fit me perfectly. Like you would not know that I'm wearing, you know, all my dad's clothes. It, it, just, it looks like a top that I went out and bought and it fits me and it looks nice on me. And um, our friend Kelly had a couple of his tops. Like there are several women now walking around wearing my dad's tops. And Aww. it's funny that he, he had a body build that, you know, women can wear his clothing. <laughs> so, so I funny. have this top 
and then um, I have two other ones of his as well. So. And it's so uh, it just shows what a great guy he was that everybody wants to wear. Everybody wants to be close yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. He really was like very it's special, also, a kind also, person. It's just also funny that most of the people that are wearing his clothes are women. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Wait, Katie, a random thing I was thinking about earlier today that I want you to tell Jackie because I feel like she'll like it is about the pig. What? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I've got to think of all the detail. Basically, I'm not sure what we're going to say. This happened after I had already moved out. So my once I moved out of, um, I, once I went to college, my parents bought a house in Sarasota, Florida. And so, so I wasn't around for all this, this stuff. But I guess the dad somehow ended up sponsoring this girl who had a pig in the 4-H club. And then she was going to, like, buy the pig with the understanding that she couldn't sell it for food. Like she had to feed it and keep it alive. And like, she couldn't kill it. Like it had to live. And so he gave her money over the years. I think Bella eventually died of natural causes. Um, but yeah, he, he's like I visited. He- exact, I don't remember exactly how it all like went down. Basically, mm-hmm. I don't know if she wrote to him and then he decided to sponsor her or if they were at some random fair and met her, but I somehow he ended up owning a pig and paying this girl to not kill it. So I don't know. I feel like for some reason, I think he was at the fair or something. And he saw this pig and he like got a little bit obsessed and then he found out, oh, they might kill it. And then he was like, oh, okay. So then he like, and he had like a picture of Bella. He would show people and he would like check in on Bella and visit he her and stuff. He a pig. <laughs> yeah, it was really sweet and random. And also a little bit funny because he's Jewish and, you know, I mean, <laughs> we're supposed to oh, not, right, right, we don't right. eat pigs. So it's all, all of it pretty funny. <laughs> I thought always. Don't eat the pig. <laughs> it was really sweet. Really no. Oh, nothing my love can't fix is a Joey Lawrence song. Yep, sorry. Oh, okay. Yep, nothing my love can't fix. I remember that. Let me just looking at my notes to see. I mean, I f- just a few. I feel like he has so many career highlights. It's hard to say them all. But two things we haven't talked about yet: Baggage, which I was. Re- Have you ever seen that, Jackie? The show Baggage. It's so good. Baggage, and also we didn't talk about when he was on Broadway. I feel like both of those things are pretty cool. Um, baggage makes me laugh because Matt and I worked with a comic. This is actually pretty funny. Matt and I worked at our old job that we met at with, with this comic. Um, I'll just get, I'll just say her name. She won't be mad. Kim crawl. You probably know her too, Jack. She's a comic. Um, and she mentioned that she was going to be taping an episode of baggage. And Matt and I were like, we already really want to go see it taped. Like, that's amazing. Like, so we went and hung out with Jerry and watched our friend like on it. And it's this, I mean, I'll tell you, tell you short version. Basically, it's like everyone has baggage that that's like a secret. It's like one it's a dating show and one person's trying to go on a date. And then each person has a small, medium and large bag. I think I'm sort of explaining it well. And then at the yeah. end, the person who's picking also has a secret and it's like their baggage or whatever. So Kim Crawl made me laugh because her one of her people had I collect human skulls. That was oh one of the, that was one of their bags. Luckily, she eliminated that person. But then they yeah. all reveal someone and pick somebody. <laughs> so we went with Jerry. And it was just like his life was just so fun. It's like what is this crazy show that you're doing? Like it's so secretly fun and cool and like a weird dating show. And we had so much fun hanging out with him. And it was really fun seeing our friend be on it. So it's pretty sweet. Anyway, yeah, that's fun. It was fun. That- that sounds like a, that's a really fun idea. Yeah, we went to see him on Broadway and we went to see him. He also did a show in Vegas. But when we went on Broadway, he was Billy Flynn in Chicago, which was so awesome. He had to learn oh, how to sing and dance. Cool. 
Wasn't that fun, Katie? Oh yeah. That was it was it was just it was such a different experience. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Definitely. I think he was just like nervous about that one. So it was fun because he did great. I mean he crushed it. Oh, people were like losing their minds. And then well, he, people heard him sing because he actually he had to sing normally because he had a good voice. Now remember that always drove me crazy, but because if I asked him to sing, he would do it in a real crazy way. But he actually had a good voice. Yeah, he really did. Uh, he did a great Elvis too. His Elvis was ridiculous. So good. So good. Wow. So talented. Super talented. When we went to, it was also kind of fun seeing him in Vegas because Jerry was like, I feel like, what's a good way to say this? Maybe more like straight lace than you would think. Is that a good way to say it, Katie? I always, here's the thing about my dad. <laughs> Tell me. His fans, okay, fans of him as a politician, sure, me and whatever. But the fans of the show, I think they would have been very disappointed to meet him because, like, when he would go out to dinner, he would order a Diet Coke. Okay, guys, he would order a Diet Coke. And if he ever did order a drink, he would take one, maybe two sips of it and then order a Diet Coke. And, um... I remember one time, actually, when he tried to order a drink, he didn't know what he was doing. He asked for a margarita straight up on the rocks. <laughs> and, um, but and then also, like, I mean, he what his idea, what he would do for fun would be read. Like he would just sit and read a book yeah. um, or watch a baseball game. Um, you know, his favorite thing to eat was like cheeseburgers. Um, he would you know go to bed. You know, he'd sleep till noon on days he didn't work. So it's like, I he wasn't quite the person. Like, yeah. I remember when we were in Vegas, um, he decided he wanted us all to gamble together as a family, even yes. though he knew nothing about gambling. So he took Matt and Lisa and myself and my husband, Adam, and my mom over to this uh, table. And I don't know what kind of game it was. Perhaps maybe, I'm not sure. I think it was Blackjack, I think. Okay, yeah, it was something. At any rate... He didn't realize that part of gambling is if you're losing, you leave the table and go to a different table. Yeah. He just was like, okay. And he put some money down and he's like, well, I guess we'll just stay here till we lose all of it. And we just stayed there till we lost all of it. And then we left. And he's like, okay, I gambled. I'm like, uh, it's not really how you do it. <laughs> it was so, so sweet though. Cause he didn't even oh, like, was. he was like, oh, let's all go gamble. We're all just like, okay. But then he's like, he didn't even, I mean, he just, he didn't really, I mean, even though he lived in Vegas, he still didn't really, he was like, oh, here's like, here's money. He didn't really live there. He I there mean, he was like, staying, I mean, but yeah. yeah, he was staying there for like months though, right? He wasn't there for like a couple months, I think What so. was he in, what was he, the show that he was on in Vegas? Was it Chicago? Um, no. Was it like The Price is Wasn't The Price is Right? Yeah, that's what I thought it was too. It was like yeah. a local price, I mean, Price is Right Vegas style. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. In one of the casinos, like he hosted every night. It was, seemed, yeah. seemed really fun, but. Yeah. It was over Thanksgiving. I remember I got food poisoning. (laughs) Yeah. We all had Thanksgiving there, which was really cute and fun. But also, yeah, food poisoning was not awesome. And we all lost when we went to the tables, which was also funny. But it was like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 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 Um. Katie, I do know before, because I, I don't want to forget this part, that there's a few things, because gosh, it must be so weird. And I've thought about this a lot when it was happening, because even I was like noticing, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I was noticing this happening a lot, like just God, the press getting all up in the business when your dad passed away, lots of like false information, lots of weirdness. Um, 
Are there are there any things that you would like to correct or discuss yeah. about the uh, press? Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Um, one of the things that this is really crazy to me um, because it's very easy to check, and I'm honestly rather disappointed in journalists who don't want to check their facts to make sure what they're publishing is accurate. Um, my parents have never been divorced. They got married in 1973 and they were married when my dad died. They were, they would have been, dad died in April of 23 and they would have been married 50 years in June of 23. Wow. And people, you can check it. It's a matter of public record. There's no, there was never a divorce. They have never been divorced. Dad had an apartment in Chicago because the film, the show filmed in Chicago. So rather than live in a hotel during the week when he was in taping the show, he had an apartment at the Hancock. Um, my parents did go through a rough patch in the 90s, um, but they worked through it. And they were very proud of that. And I'm very proud of that because not everyone does. You know, a lot of people will hit a rough patch and be like, oh, well. But my parents did the work and they... They're, they are together to this. Well, they were together till the day dad died and they're still together. Mom still considers herself married. Um, it's, it's really crazy. And I, I mean, you can look it up. It's, it's a matter of public record. You can look it up. It's, yeah, know, that's so here. crazy to me because like people people texted me and asked me. They were like, <clears throat> "Wait, they were like, Katie's parents were divorced." I'm like, "No, why is it saying that?" It's yeah. like so frustrating. Then, because the thing is, in the '90s, there was there was a time when Dad did have an apartment in downtown Cincinnati because they were going through some rough times. But it was also because he taped. I mean, the news would get ended eleven thirty at night, so. It was partly they were going through a hard time, but it was also partly because it was more convenient during the work week for him to be downtown. Mm -hmm. um, and he only had it, I don't know, maybe a year. Like it wasn't a, and he would come home every Friday night and have dinner with us and he would be with us all weekend. My parents would go out to dinner with together. They'd go out to dinner with friends. They would, you know, dad was, they they, they, we were all three, even during the hard times, the three of us would still go on family vacations. Mm. Lisa would come with us, the four of us would go on family vacations. We spent, even during the hard years, they spent Thanksgiving and Christmas, Passover, Easter. My mom's Protestant, so we celebrate both in case you're wondering. But yeah, we, um, yeah, we, you know, they're, they were very happily married for just about 50 years. And um, I would love you know, I, I feel like maybe we can use this podcast as sort of a <laughs> way to get um, the word rip, out. Yeah, yeah, ripple effect to just get this because, and it's really, it's kind of, I would, I would think journalists would be embarrassed that they didn't check their facts on this. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they aren't checking their facts on this. It's a little embarrassing. That's one of the main things you do when you're a journalist is yeah. check your facts. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's weird easy, why they it's would do that. It's an easy thing to check because it's a matter of public record. Yeah. Very true. Very yeah. true. I agree. It's just it's just laziness. It doesn't make sense. It must to be me. frustrating. Yeah. It is. And I mean, I think it's mostly frustrating just because, you know, I in this day and age, a couple that makes it to 50, even if it's a month shy of 50 because one dies, that's still an accomplishment. Yeah. Especially, yeah, especially absolutely. When they, Especially when they did go through hard times. I mean, they fought 
for their 50 years. And they deserve to be recognized as having been married for 50 years. Yeah. I feel like your parents were the closest they've ever been, like the last. I mean, they've always been close, but I feel like they even arguably got, you know, during the pandemic, some people got. I feel like your parents even, they're so sweet. I feel like they got even closer during the pandemic. So, yeah, I don't like that, that, that there's inaccuracy out there. Yeah, so... Yes, they are. They were happily married. And, and um, Katie, second thing that I feel like you might want to correct because I'm just, I'm just like I know because I know you. Um, is there are rumors that there's going to be a documentary about your dad? And what's your vibe on that? Um, my family is completely against it uh, for several reasons. One of which is that my mom is a very private person. She's very, she's she's shy. She's. Um, She's an introvert and she really doesn't want to have to talk to the press. She doesn't want to have to be on camera. She just doesn't want any of that stuff. And so that's one of the reasons. The other reason is we know for a bona fide fact that my dad did not want there to be a documentary. Um, They came to my dad and wanted to do a documentary um, in the winter before we even knew he was sick, like in like, I want to say January. Um, and my dad was like, no, I just, I, I'm really not interested in that. And so it's, it's highly disrespectful to him and to our family. And it's just not something we want. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you put that out there because of course, you you know, you want yes. you, the family obviously should have a say in that. It was, it was very weird to see. I mean, sorry, but I've never been on the side of, you know, someone that I care about and then it being a press situation. That was, I mean, Katie, like, I I mean, I'm just, I mean, I, I like to think of myself as part of the family, but I, I was very, like, felt, you know, dramatic about it. Like, how did you feel just dealing with, like, I mean, one thing to me that was crazy was the wave of people finding out. Like, all of a sudden, I had, like, a bazillion text messages, and I, like, I was like, oh, okay, news just came out. Like, I even set, like, a Google alert because I already knew, and then I was like, I literally saw it hit Google and like, or I, my Google alert went off and then my phone just went absolutely apeshit with people texting me. I mean, Katie, what was that like for you? It, it thankfully did offer a little bit of levity to the day. Um, we had a family spokesperson that we had um, put the word out that, you know, dad passed. And um, like he gave, he showed us, he emailed my mom and said, this is what I'm going to release. Is this okay with you? She said, Yes. And um, then almost automatically, all of our phones started like um, just going off and boom, 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 text messages and phone calls and text messages and emails and blah, blah, blah. And um, it's obviously the word was out. And then like an hour and a half later, our friend who was the one, uh, Gene Galvin, the family spokesperson, he... Um, he calls and is like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I put the word out and we're like, uh, no shit, Sherlock. I think we figured that out. <laughs> so crazy. What a crazy experience. Yeah. I will say that the morning he died, yeah, the morning he died, there was a lot of laughter and there was a lot of love and a lot of warmth. And it was, I know this is going to sound weird to say, but it actually was a beautiful morning. That's um, sacred. I love that. It's it, really you know, nice. It was really nice. That is good. That's really good, Katie. I, I, I'm happy for everyone in that situation. Um, are there any big career things that we haven't talked about or any big, 
I was going to say, um, sorry, I was going to say for me, I'll just say this really quick before I forget. I mean, I'm going to always be forever grateful. And this story makes me think of both of like, I mean, both, I almost said both my dads, I'll say it. Yeah. Um, made me think of Arnie and Jerry because, uh, I, when I, sorry, it's a little bit of a downer story, but then it's fine. When I had cancer, my dad was literally like, ask, and I was going crazy trying to decide what treatment to get. Like, I mean, I was like unraveling. I remember. Cedars yeah. was like, Cedars was concerned about me. They had already said, do you need to come in? And I was like, well, I don't, you know, and I'd had like an emergency meeting with my doctor anyway. And they kept saying, telling me it was all my choice. And I was really freaking out. And my dad, and I, and I was thinking today, I need to give my dad credit for this too, because it's very good on my dad's part too. My dad said, you know what? You need, to, you should ask the smartest person, you know, what they think you should do. And I was like, just good for my, cause my dad got, which I was thinking about this today. My dad really got that. I needed it to be kind of a little bit out of my hands. Like it was just too much for me to freak. You know, I just, I needed someone logical. Cause like I couldn't make the decision. So my dad said, ask the smartest person, you know, so I called Jerry and we talked about it for like a long time and he gave me great advice and I'm still very grateful about what he told me to do. And I, that's what I ended up doing. I, I follow, you know, I, I did what he said. I had between two surgeries and I picked what Jerry said to do. And I still feel like, thankfully that that was the right decision. And I'm just like very grateful that, you know, I had, he, I, he, Jerry was for me was always the person I called for like. I just think we thought in different, we had almost the exact same sense of humor. I feel like we laughed a lot at the same things, but our, he also was way more logical than me. And I, that's, I needed that. Like I would call him when I was like, when I'd be like just freaking out about something and he'd be like, okay, let's like break it down, which I just always really appreciated and loved about him. Just wanted to say that. That's my two cents. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) That was beautiful that your dad told you that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that part too. Katie, what do you think? This is one of my only questions. I mean, I feel like we had we have a thousand stories. We could literally go on forever. But I mean, I'm just curious. Like, what do you think your dad's biggest, his proudest accomplishments are, personally and career wise? I would think that personally, obviously, you know, saving his marriage and being able to be married to my mom for 50 years. I remember. Um, I don't want to give too much private information away, but I of will course. say that um, <clears throat> when he was dying, he did tell my mom more or less just, you know, thank you for standing by me. You know, I don't want to get yeah. too much. That's so it sweet. So I, I think that was definitely something. Um, mm. I think knowing how much, I think he was very proud of me for everything I've overcome because you know, I have charge syndrome and I was born, you know, legally blind, partially deaf, uh, balance coordination issues, learning disability, um, you know, and here I am college educated, married with a 15 year old son, you know, living in a nice house, Amazing. living a good life, traveling, you know, having a good life. So I think it's, you know, I've been married 17 years now. So I think that, and then, I mean, I know he was very, happy he loved he loved rick so much i mean i remember him saying he they, that rick was like the best grandson he could ever ask for oh, and um so he told sweet. me before he died that no one could have asked for a better daughter oh, so uh, i know mom and rick and i were his greatest personal achievements oh, i would say. um so sweet <clears throat> i would say politically i really don't know i i really don't i mean 
I'm sure, you know, obviously running, being mayor of Cincinnati. Um, I mean, I think he was proud of all of his achievements. I'm really not, I don't, I honestly don't know what he considered his like career wise, like his biggest. So I don't want to like speak for him because I genuinely don't know. <laughs> but um, I mean, I think he was proud of all of his accomplishments. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautifully sad. Amazing. So good. So good. <sighs> well, I'm, good. I'm kind of sad, but also I'm glad we're I'm glad we're honoring him. Oh yeah. Well, this is also something I want to get out there that I thought was kind of amazing. I have been wanting to do something to raise money to fight pancreatic cancer and to you know to do something, but I couldn't figure out what or how to get started. And then um, we had when he died, we put you know one of the places we wanted donations to be given to was PanCan to fight pancreatic cancer and. Um, they sent me, and so, you know, as I said, I've been trying to figure out ever since he died, like, what else I could do. And they sent me a notice about the fact that there's, apparently, this is a, you know, they're a big national organization, and they have a yearly walk every year. And I guess it's always in Chicago, or maybe it's around, I'm, I'm a little unclear, I'm still learning about it, but basically, there's a walk this year, and it's here in Chicago, and get this, it is on. April 27th. It is just randomly on the one year anniversary of my dad's death. And so it's clearly meant to be. So um, I encourage anyone and everyone, if you're going to be in the Chicago area, to please sign up for the Pan Can Walk. Um, It's called uh, Purple Stride. And let me make sure I'm saying that right. I want to, because I really want to plug it. I want people to sign up and I want people to do the walk so we can do something. Um, it's called Purple Stride USA 2024 pa- uh, Pancreatic Cancer Action. And um, yeah, it's to register for the Pan Can Purple Stride. And um, it's, uh, yeah, April 27th. Amazing. It's so crazy that it's the year anniversary. I can't even. Yeah. It's on the date. It's like meant to be. And the color, it's the fact that it's purple is significant in that my favorite color is purple. So uh, that's the funny thing with like the media and stuff. It's totally off topic, but just kind of on the media and what the things that get out there. So my parents, after I graduated high school, like a lot of people, parent, you know, empty nesters do, they moved to Florida and they got this real pretty house. Mom still has it down there in Sarasota. Well, sometimes we would, you know, God, there, there are these boats that will go by. It's right on the golf and they'll go by. And they like, you know, the person giving the tour will like say stuff about different houses. And mom and I went on this boat tour. No one knew who we were. And the guy goes, <clears throat> that's Jerry's that house. Jerry Springer bought that house for his daughter because it's pink. And that's his favorite, her favorite color. Uh. Like, uh, well, off, my favorite color is purple, not pink. Secondly, I live in Chicago, and um, are, no, that's his house. <laughs> people are that so crazy. I'm like, what? Oh, so like, that nope. makes me think, Katie. Remember when in Chicago, when they thought, I mean, thank God, but when they thought your dad, when someone passed away in the building your dad lived in, and they said it was a celebrity, but it was Chris Farley. Did you know that, Jackie? He lived in the same building. Yeah. Uh, when dad would do the show, he lived, he had an apartment in uh, the Hancock. I guess Chris Farley did too. And when Chris Farley died, 
the story is coming out. They hadn't named the celebrity. Just they were saying, "Oh, a celebrity passed away in the Hancock." People knew my dad lived in the Hancock, so I think it was cleared up like a couple hours. I mean, it wasn't like all day by any means. Yeah, but yeah. There was, was something- like a rumor that it was Jerry, but it was Chris Farley. Oh wow! It was Chris Farley. who's was like yeah. you know, one of my favorites. Oi. Yeah. The worst. Um, have we thought, Jackie? Are we thinking? Were there any questions we haven't thought of? Gosh, I feel like we got a lot. Is there anything you both want to, if like if Jerry was still here, like if you could say one last thing to him, what would it be for the two of you? Oh, I mean, I was thinking one thing because he uh, passed away at the, at the uh, place they had out here near where I live. They have a place also. And we really said everything to each other. In fact, you know, I guess one of the, I don't know, good things about having, about knowing time is running out versus like a sudden death is you can really think things through about what you want to say. And I, you know, when we decided it was time to put him in hospice, I said what I wanted to say, you know, and I, I'm like, my, the last thing I said to him before I went home the night, uh, the night before he died, he died like 4am in the morning. And before I went home the night before, um, the nurses thought he was going to live till Saturday. They were like Friday, Saturday. But I was like in my head, like, well, I don't want to take any chances. So I'll just go ahead and say what I'm going to say. And if I need to say it again tomorrow night, I'll say it again tomorrow night. And, you know, uh, but I remember seeing Billy Crystal's 700, 700 Sundays. And he had said that the last thing his mom had said to him before she died was, I'll see you when I see you. And I just really liked that. I'm like, yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful and peaceful and perfect. So um, I decided that okay, he's in hospice. So every time I leave for the night until he dies, I'm gonna say I'll see you when I see you. And so I did, and it ended up being the last thing I said to him. So that's sweet, beautiful. That's, that's really sweet. beautiful. I mean, I. That's so sweet, Katie. I love that. And I love that you had that minute. I feel like I would cry. I might cry saying any, but I would, I mean, I would just tell him how much I appreciated him and how thankful. Oh, I that's another him. story I have. That's just so funny. Lisa. Cause remember you told me, yeah. please tell your dad how much I appreciated him. By this point, um, partly because of the cancer, partly because of the morphine, a lot of times when you would talk to dad, I would talk to dad that last day or so, a couple of days, he was just grunting a lot. I was getting a lot of, rrr, rrr. and so I go in and I very quietly, because I must startle him, um, I was like, Dad, Lisa wants me to tell you how much her and Matt love you and how much they appreciate you. And he goes, okay. And I'm like, I get grunted out. Lisa gets, hey, jeez. Oh, I love Jerry. I love him so much. He's so he's so funny. Also, always to me, he's hilarious. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I feel like um, I think we I think we did pretty good, guys. I think we you know I mean I could talk about the guy forever. I know Katie could too, but I mean overall, I think we conveyed. You know, he had an amazing life. He was a very kind person. He was, and this is the first time we're doing something that you're a super fan of. I know. I know. I mean, I literally looked up facts and I knew every single thing. I was like, yeah. literally, there's not a single thing I didn't know. I was like, yep, knew it, knew it, knew it, <laughs> which made me be like, yeah, I mean, it's legit. It's legit. 
Yeah, and I mean, we're, you know, doing this to honor him, of course, super fan, like, of the highest degree, because we're, you know, yeah. he was part of our lives, so pretty amazing. And, and it's so sweet that Jerry's daughter is a super fan of him. A lot of people aren't super fans of their dads. That's true. So that's a really testament, it's a big testament that you are such a super fan of your own father and that Lisa considers him a father and that her own father considered him a father. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful testament to what a wonderful man your dad was. And it's it's an honor to get to talk to two people that love somebody so much. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it's beautiful to witness. Mm. Thank you, thank you. I mean, yeah, I'm. I really am. Just always been very grateful. You know, I have a small family. It's always like you know, Springer's always my second family. Always, so I've always been grateful for that in every way. Yeah, they made you who you are for you, sure. Yeah, I have to say, Lisa's dad. You know, as much as my dad did for Lisa, um, Lisa's dad did a lot for me too. I mean, I remember I would spend the night over at her house, and I've. Lisa and I are like yin and yang. We're like, we're sisters. We complement each other because we're very different. Yep. I get up early and I go to bed early and Lisa's just the opposite. <laughs> and, um, so when I would spend the night over there, um, you know, I would get up early and I would be hungry and everyone would be asleep. And Mr. G- Mr. Gottman would come downstairs and make me frozen waffles and keep me company until my mom picked me up or Lisa woke up, whichever happened first. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was just, it was really sweet. And then this other memory I have of Lisa's dad, <clears throat> I wasn't always the most social kid. And, but during, so during the summer, I don't know if this was how, maybe it wasn't as regular as I thought, but I think they did it a lot. The Gottmans <laughs> would, during the summer and on the weekends, go to the grocery store at midnight. And they, this, this was just their thing. And they knew that I thought it was the craziest, wonderful, <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was so exciting. So Mr. Gottman, on a fairly regular basis, when they would do this, would come to the house. My mom would come upstairs and have to wake me up. I, I, was, I would have been asleep for probably like three and a half hours by then. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> she's like, Katie, do you want to go grocery shopping at midnight with Lisa? And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> it was like the most, wild thing in the world you know i was like oh my god i'm going to the grocery at midnight this is so amazing <laughs> so i'd get dressed and jump in the car and we'd go to the grocery store and I mean, it was obviously empty so lisa and myself and her <laughs> siblings would have the grocery store ourselves and we would just run up and down the aisles uh we'd get cookies at the bakery and mr gottman was like so much fun so i'm also a super fan of mr gottman oh that's so sweet katie i love that i think both of our dads were appreciative of the other one being like you know because our dads were also different but in the best ways and i think they both appreciated like i know my dad was happy you know always grateful that your dad was so great to me and i think your dad thought my dad was pretty crazy and also liked his place in your life too. It's like, you know, second dads or uncles or whatever, but you know, second, you know, having that like other male figure, I think they were both grateful that we had both of them because they were also different, but in a great way. And with Katie being an only child, I know I had friends that were like my siblings Mm -hmm. and 
Jerry must have really appreciated that you, that Arnie let you spend so much time with them because it's hard being an only child. It so really so it was probably I mean, and it's hard it's hard being the parent of an only child. So it was beautiful that your father let you yeah. go with them on the vacations and yeah. stuff. So he was probably really appreciative of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's magical. We have a, we had a magical dynamic for sure all of us. I love it. And you still do. We still do forever, forever. Yeah. Well, you guys, I I think we crushed it. Um, Katie, we'll we'll make sure to post more about your um about your walk run situation yeah. once we know it's more. Not, I mean, it's not it's not mine. I don't want to take it right, right. The people that are doing it, but I'm going to participate definitely. And it's just kind of amazing that it's like my favorite color, and it's on the anniversary of Dad's death. So obviously, it feels meant I to be. To do it. I don't know, like if we signed up as a group or like how. I I have to learn more about it. I just found out about it yesterday. Yeah. So don't. To- oh, how fun! I didn't realize you found out about it yesterday. That's yeah. Great. Beautiful. Like, um. Yeah, I got to do some research, but um, we're definitely going to get involved. And it's going to be nice because not only can we do the walk, but I'm going to see if they, um, I'm sure they do. Every organization like this always need volunteers. So I'm going to find out like what I can do to help out. And so it's it's really it. nice. Like this was just sort of given to me as like a gift that, okay, I don't have to start an organization. There's already an organization I can go work with. It's great. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. that. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for for talking to us, for giving us the scoop and for honoring your dad. I know it means a lot to, to all of us that we just got to talk about your dad and, and honor him. And um, and we'll and we'll keep people posted on the event. And um, if and and we're always looking for more super fans of things. So if you want to um, reach out to us, our email is superfan at oh my dot com. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you listening in. Please fo- listen, follow, uh, like, rate, all the things. You can find us on all anywhere you listen to your podcast. Thank you to our guest, Katie Yankin. We love you so much. Um, and thank you for listening to Superfan. We love you so much. I'm Lisa Gottman. I'm Jackie Monahan. Thank you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>